I'm Joe Beachboard. And I'm Dr. Dennis Davis. And this is Workplace Strategies Update. Davis, how are you, my friend? Joe Beachport, I'm doing well. Yourself? I'm doing just fine. I'm doing just fine. This is episode number nine. Number nuevo. Nine of 15. I think we figured that out earlier today. We're going to have a total of 15 episodes. So we're more than halfway there. More than halfway there. Indeed. And we've got a lot to talk about today. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about quite a bit. Yep. Uh, I've got some exciting news about workplace strategies. And we've got a special guest for you. Yes, our workplace safety expert, Eric Hobbs, is with us today. And, of course, we will wrap up with our weekly feature, What You Drinking? I've got my bottle. And I've got mine. Uh, thanks to all of you for joining us, whether you're on the video or the podcast. If you're on the podcast, be sure to subscribe. We're now available on Spotify. Or Apple or anywhere where you get your podcasts. Dennis, we should remind everybody of the principles of the program. Oh, all right. They are substance. Swag. Competition. And wine. And wine. So SSWC in some order of some form. I thought you were going to go with the SSWC that time. That's what you get for thinking, Joe. And you just kind of threw me off there. That's what you get. That's right. Sort of like you do with with your wine. You Mm -hmm. try to throw me off Mm -hmm. a little bit with the wines. It has Mm -hmm. not been successful of late. As you know, at the end of each of our shows, we will talk a little bit about two bottles of wine. Last week, you had a wonderful bottle. I had the Duckhorn Merlot. Very good bottle of wine. And I had the Humanitas Cabernet, which was a beautiful uh, wine as well. Absolutely. Uh, At the end of the program, we will announce uh, who won a bottle of wine and who it will come from this week. So (laughs) uh, there are two ways that you can win uh, a bottle of wine. One, if you're in the video audience, you can vote in the poll on what your favorite wine story is. Uh, If you're on the podcast, simply by subscribing, just by subscribing, you get included in the big bowl. Big bowl. From which we draw the winner each week. One of you will win uh, a bottle of one of these two wines, and you get to choose which bottle it is, and Dennis would love to send it to you. It will likely come from Joe. Well, that would be a change, but change is good. I'm not not averse to change, Change but uh, that's okay. Well, let's turn to workplace strategies. Dennis, we have some big news today. Absolutely big news. The agenda is available, and I'm happy to say it's it's amazing. It's just amazing. I know you put a lot of time into it, and uh, it shows. Hopefully, uh, all those in our audience have had a chance to take a look at it. Yeah, that's great, Dennis. Thank you very much, and uh, we're real excited about the agenda. You know, the hybrid nature of the program is both exciting and frightening at the same time. You know, we have uh, 350 uh, people who will be with us in Austin, and then who knows how many, uh, probably around 1,000, I guess, or so, that will be participating virtually. Yeah, how's that going to work? So, well, everyone will participate jointly, the in-person and the virtual audience, in the general sessions. And there will be special opportunities for the virtual audience to participate in the live program in Austin. But, but for the breakouts and the immersion sessions, there's actually going to be two different presentation teams. One team will present to the audience in Austin, and one team will present to the virtual audience. And what this does is it allows both groups to maximize their particular platforms so that everyone can see and hear the speakers well, ask questions, participate in the discussion, all those kinds and types of things. Wow. 
makes my head spin. That sounds complicated. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, for us it is. Uh, but for the audience, I really think it's going to be amazing. So whether you're there in person or you're participating virtually, uh, it's going to be a great program. And if you're not signed up yet, remember, Austin, Texas, June 23rd to the 25th. If you're coming in person, you need to register soon because we're almost sold out. Virtually, you have probably a little bit of time, but June 23rd through the 25th. I'm really looking forward to participating in such an innovative event. And I look forward to having you as my co-host this I year. bet you do, Joe. <laughs> so uh, next week, I want to take a deeper dive into the agenda, and uh, I want to make sure I take a look at it. I need, probably need to study a little bit first. Well, yeah, literally, it just came out. Yeah. And it's yeah. just been released uh, both uh, in the firm yes. as well as to um, all of our clients and friends. So there's a lot to take in. And so... Set aside a little time before you start jumping into reviewing that document because there, there just really are some great programs focusing on the issues of the day. And so I'm really excited about getting everybody's um, reaction to it. But yeah. now, now is the time to turn to our special guest for today. Well, that's right, Dennis. Joining us is Eric Hobbs, who is the chair of Ogletree Deacon's Workplace Safety and Health Practice Group. Like me, Eric spends a lot of time traveling around the country representing clients with both safety and traditional labor and employment law matters. And he has been recognized as one of the top lawyers in the country by the College of Labor and Employment Lawyers, Chambers Leading Lawyers, and Best Lawyers. Welcome to the podcast, Eric. Hey, Eric. Hey, thanks, Dennis and Joe. It's great to be with you. Boy, it's well, going to be great to get back to workplace strategies and get to see clients face-to-face, -face, but also give them the opportunity to appear virtually if they're not comfortable with us face-to-face. Yeah, yeah, that's all great points. And thanks for joining us, Eric. And we are looking forward to seeing you in Austin and hearing your perspective on all that's been happening in safety and at OSHA. It's going to be, it has been a wild ride, and I expect it'll be a wild ride between now and the time we gather in late June. Plenty going on. So, Eric, I, I think all employers are waiting for the new COVID-19 emergency temporary standard. Uh, when is that going to be published? Well, we think it's going to be published about May 17. I say about because the process uh, for the approval of the standard got rolling last Monday on the 26th, not yesterday, but the week of the, the Monday before that. Theoretically, it takes two weeks for the White House to review and to send comments back to OSHA, and then it takes about a week for OSHA to get the final ETS published that we know what the heck it says. Eric, who will this new standard apply to, and what do employers really need to know about it? Okay, well, for, first of all, it's all crystal ball gazing. I mean, none of us knows if we're not within the agency, what that ETS is going to provide. So with the caveat that we have no flipping idea, this is just essentially educated guessing, we're expecting that all employers are going to be covered, but that there are going to be certain industries or employer groups targeted, much the way they've been targeted by OSHA's National Emphasis Program, which, which I'll talk about in just a second. So, and that was published on March 12th. Um, so there'll be high hazard industries that we expect to be the subject of of greater attention under the ETS, those in healthcare, for example, and meat and poultry production, retail, hospitality, some others. The, the ETS may be COVID-19 specific, or it may be broader than that. So if it's going to be COVID-19 specific, we can be certain we're gonna see masking addressed and social distancing and sanitization kind of per the, 
the CDC's guidelines that we've become so familiar with over the past year or so. And that I, I expect that if, if the ETS is COVID-19 specific, it's likely to track 12, the 12 points of OSHA's January 29 guidance to employers into the field. So it also might require other things like uh, medical removal, which we see in some other standards, which says essentially, if you remove an employee from the workplace because of exposure, you gotta pay them and keep the benefits maintained as they go home, which would be very controversial, I, I, I should add. And in the meantime, we have the National Emphasis Program. I said that was published on March 12. That was three days before the ETS was supposed to be published and it's kind of a placeholder. I think it gives us a, a good insight into OSHA's mind. It's not the law, but it's an instruction to OSHA's field personnel as to um, which establishments to inspect, what to look for, what to cite for. Uh, it, it includes the target industries, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, and employers, our clients, need to be familiar with what OSHA's guidance as well as that NEP provide until we see an emergency temporary standard. And then that may or may not change what we have to comply with and how we have to go about complying. I'd suggest you, if you haven't done it yet, make certain there's someone, I'm speaking out of the attendees uh, or the viewers of, of this uh, this podcast, um, that we get some some individual within the, the company who, who makes sense and is knowledgeable about this to take charge of compliance and make certain you put your plan in writing. How soon after these are published will the employers have to comply? Well, you know, usually we get some ramp up time. But, the problem in this setting, among one of the problems, is that uh, OSHA has published only one other emergency temporary standard since the agency was created back in 1973. There's not much of a track record. You know, if, it were, if this were a regular standard, um, we would have ramp up time. Uh, the, our suspicion is that compliance will be required immediately. I mean, the, the nature of an emergency temporary standard is that it must address something emergent, which means do it now. But we really don't know. We're just going to have to see. Um, if, if, the, if the new standard, the CTS, provides something extraordinary, we may get some ramp up time with respect to that extraordinary element. But I think otherwise it's going to be effective uh, as soon as it's published. Eric, since we know so little about what this standard's going to look like, what other safety issues do employers need to be concerned about in this unique world that we're operating in? But that's a great question, Joe. I, I keep telling clients at the ends of the webinars that I've been, been doing that you got to be careful not to lose sight of the forest for the trees. You know, we become so COVID-19 focused that it's easy to take our eye off the, the bigger ball. So, you know, right now OSHA is enforcing its existing, ex, its existing standards and its general duty clause against employers in the COVID-19 setting. So, you know, we got to make certain that we're doing hazard assessments that include consideration of COVID-19 and we're, we're providing adequate PPE and, and establishing what are called administrative controls to keep employees from being too close together too often in too many places in, in, on the work site. And then we need to be certain that everybody who might be involved in an inspection if OSHA shows up is prepared for that. And we have to have, have a checklist of things and we need to be certain that we train our employees. Any tips or suggestions for employers uh, on how to make it through this challenging time without getting a OSHA citation or a lawsuit? Well, I, I'd start with having that checklist and doing the training. Uh, we got to think through issues of COVID-19 compliance in accordance with the CDC's guidelines. They're really the, the if you will, the golden rule when it comes to worksite safety and, and COVID-19. I, I think it's important for us to consider vaccination. That's a big issue. And it may or may not be addressed by the ETS. You know, are, are we as employers going to mandate it? 
encourage it, incent employees to be vaccinated? Are we going to provide it? Uh, those are all things that we need to keep in mind and in preparation, not just for compliance with the ETS, but also in preparation for a possible OSHA inspection. Well, Eric, I know you're doing double duty for us in Austin for workplace strategies this year, speaking on both a general session and a breakout session. And I think we have three sessions that really do focus on these safety issues. Anything you would like to preview on that? Well, beyond what I've already said, one of the things uh, one of those breakouts is going to consider is getting employees back to work. Not just what are the OSHA issues, but what are the larger you know, leave issues, pay issues, benefits continuation, allowance for time off, under what policies, procedures, are there laws that, that regulate that, prohibit it, require it, and how do we kind of manage that minefield? Yeah, it's going to be a fascinating discussion. Eric, thank you so much for your time today and for your time in, in Austin at Workplace Strategies. We sure look forward to seeing you down there. Get back out Thanks there on the so plane. Much. <laughs> right. Thanks so much, Steve, both for inviting me today. It's a pleasure. See I'll see you in Austin. Take care. All right, Eric. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that was a fascinating discussion about uh, very interesting, the ETS. Uh, yes, and, very interesting discussion. Yeah. Eric's a good guy. Good guy. He's a very good guy. Very smart guy. I understand why he's popular with clients. He yeah. Is. He almost makes safety interesting, you know, if you think about it. Not quite. Almost. Almost. <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost. Almost. Just kidding, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. We love you. Hey, um, let me, you know, um, I've been reading a lot lately about employee well-being. Matter of fact, this is Lawyer Well-Being Week, if, if people didn't know. Actually, it's Well-Being in Law. Well-Being in Law? Is that what it? Oh, yes. okay. Yes. So that they, they want to make it a more inclusive term. Oh, I see. Yes. That makes sense. So it's Well-Being in Law Week. Yes. Okay. And you're doing a presentation. I am. On it. I am. Um, uh, uh, for the firm. For the firm, I am. Right. But, uh, you know, it's not just limited to law firms, right? No. I mean, I'm hearing from a lot of clients that there are, you know, significant concerns about how our employees are doing and that it's just sort of the combination of work and COVID and family and, yeah. and, and tragedy and sadness yeah. and no travel. And that is just really weighing on, on people in yeah. just a few minutes we have. I mean, what kind of tips can you give? Well, a couple of things to be mindful of. Uh, we're speaking of mindfulness. Uh, being mindful is an important thing. Mm. So taking time away from the computer, from the tablet, from the phone, uh, making sure that you're working out, making sure that you're sleeping, uh, making sure that you're eating right. You have to take care of your mental and emotional and physical well-being, but also your professional well-being. Think about it. this last year. So many of us have worked from home and we've had all these things going on. Now it's time to turn our attention to our intellectual stimulation, uh, making sure that we're staying engaged and stimulated at work. And that takes some effort. That's interesting, you know, because I think um, a lot of us sort of think of maybe mindfulness as, uh, you know, the, 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 the process of clearing your mind and focusing on breathing. But, but mindfulness is also just being mindful of what you're doing and how you're doing it, right? It's being mindful of where you are when you're there. Yeah. Being there. Like right now, I'm here with Joe. It is no picnic. But I'm here <laughs> with Joe 100%. Um, when I'm working with a client, I'm 100% with that client. When I'm playing with my puppy, I'm 100% with that puppy. Not thinking about what's to come next. That's being mindful. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's interesting. And, yes. and how we translate that into our workplaces or pass that along to the employees. Yes. Is, that just, is that a communication skill or... Well, it's a communication skill, but like anything else, there's a formula for it. The formula is time and effort. 
you put the time in to practicing mindfulness and you put the effort into it and then it starts to flow from you. Hmm. Yeah, interesting stuff. I think helpful and, and hopefully, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I was kind of hoping that people would begin to be positive, right? As they see there's the vaccine is out, more people are getting vaccinated, yes. uh, things are starting to change, but I, I, I haven't seen yet that, that mind shift. Is there, do you, yeah. What do you attribute that to? Well, it's gotta take some time. I mean, remember for the last better than a year, people have been getting all sorts of mixed messages. Stay home, don't come home, don't stay home, wear the mask, don't wear the mask, double up the mask, social distance, don't social distance. So it's gonna take some time. It's like turning a battleship. It takes some time to turn that ship around. Yeah. There are some signs of positivity. There are some signs of positivity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe this summer you think? or Maybe this summer, absolutely right, yes. People get their kids back in school. That yes, can help. That will help. That will definitely help. That's right. That's right. That's right. I could see where that would help for sure. Well, well, thank you. Good luck with the presentation. Um, I'm sure it'll be it'll be outstanding. Um, tell me what it was again. The, the name of the talk is how to get your groove back. How to get, how to get your occupational and intellectual groove back. Yes. Uh, after being disengaged for so long, now we want to start to re-engage in the workplace for Wellness in Law. Yes. Week. That's correct. For Wellness in Law Week. Well. Speaking of wellness, would you like to uh, talk about uh, our wines? Let's talk about our wines. So last week you had? Last week I had the Duckhorn Merlot, a very, very nice bottle of wine. Yeah, the, the premier, really the premier Merlot in, I believe in so. my mind. I, believe I had so. the Humanitas uh, Cabernet, which... Very nice uh, Cabernet. Yes, the, the, the winery that gives back. All the profits go to feed hungry uh, Northern California individuals. Very and nice uh, the, the drink charitably. I think people must have liked the drink charitably. That's, that's why that wine won last week. Act like you've been there before, Joe. I, I, I was trying to okay. act like that. I was All trying right. to be very matter of fact All and right. not, you know, I'm not dancing on the table. All and, right saying, you know, for the last five weeks or any of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I didn't say any of that. By the way, the winner of a bottle from Dr. Davis is Brent Burkhoff. Brent it's Burkhoff. It's on the way, So Brent. you get it's to choose. on the way. You get to choose between the Duckhorn Merlot and the Humanitas um, Cabernet. Well, y you know, it's like baseball. Every day is another game, right? Mm -hmm. You got another, another week, got another opportunity here to, 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 turn, it, to turn it around. So uh, would you like to go first? I mean, that's been the tradition. Or, like, I'm happy to help and go first if you think that's better. I don't need your help. I'll go first. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So today I am uh, showcasing a Blackbird Vineyards Dissonance. Now, it's a very interesting bottle of wine. You see, uh, it's a white blend. Typically, when we think about blends, we think about red blends. It's a white blend. Uh, it's a blend of Sauvignon Blanc and Sommelier. It's called dissonance because it's a change from the red wine. It's a very good wine, but I'll tell you why I also wanted to talk about it today. It has a twist-off cap. You know, for so long, people thought about twist-off caps as being uh, relegated to only cheap wines. It's really not true. Uh, I will tell you that the industry has tried for a very, very long time to get people to understand that sometimes that twist-off cap does a better job than corks do, right? So the first time someone uh, offered me a chance to try this one, I thought to myself, well, it's got a twist-off cap. They go, yeah, Dennis, you know what? Control yourself. Just try the wine. It was very, very good, very fruity. Uh, 
more on the dry side, but very tasty. I think you'll enjoy it. That's a great bottle. That's a great, great bottle. They call it their liquid gold. Liquid uh, it's gold. a um, it's it's a beautiful bottle, and that that was a great uh, story on the cap too. It was a so great story. so way to go with that. Very good. But um, let me tell you about the winning wine here. This that's a unique bottle. This is a unique bottle as well. This is a 2017 red blend wine called Secret Blend. Secret blend. And you know, Dennis, I think you would agree that drinking wine is a multi-sensory experience. Wouldn't you agree with that? I'm, I'm sure you would. <laughs> and, and so it's not, you know, it's taste, it's smell, like sometimes there's the taste, the smell of clothes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On, a, on, a, on a sunny afternoon mm-hmm. when the wind is blowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it's so it's about it's it's about taste it's about sense but sometimes like with this bottle it can be about touch as well so Dennis touch this bottle here just go no no like touch it like see have you ever have you ever felt a label like that before no sure I haven't no very unique so it's it's a unique bottle and it's got a unique kind of almost felt type of mm. feel to it so it's 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 very unique it's a very uh, cool bottle it is a special wine it is secret blend and it should be the winning wine this week liquid gold so once again um, if you're participating in the video podcast we hope that you will vote in the polls that are available right now and when you uh, vote you will get included in the big bowl Along with all the subscribers in the podcast to win a bottle of one of these two bottles here of wine, which will come from the one of us that finishes second in the story, which it's possible. It could happen. It just hasn't happened um, lately. Uh, Before we go, let me remind everybody again, Workplace Strategies 2021 agenda is now available. Check it out. It's going to be a great program, 40 sessions, 100, and, 100 plus speakers, Dennis and I co-hosting. What could be any better than that? And we expect the remaining seats to go really, really quickly. Definitely. The in-person ones, only 350 in Austin. So if you're going to come join us, get signed up. And by the way, the Fairmont, that we're, the Fairmont Austin that we're staying at is a fabulous hotel. And we got this great smoking hot hotel rate of $169 a night. Um, it is really, really going to be a great event. But if you can't join us in person, then be sure to sign up for the, the virtual program. You're going to get all the same substance, and we're going to be doing some really special stuff for the virtual uh, audience as well. Dennis, what else? I think that's probably about it. Yeah, a good show. Good show. Good, good show. show. Thank next you for your we'll help. Next week we'll dive more into the agenda. Yes, next week, yes. Take a look at it, study it, and let's come back, and maybe we can go through, you know, kind of day by day, sort of a, like a bracketology of sorts. Let's do. If we do that. Well, until then, I'm Joe Beachboard. And I'm Dr. Dennis Davis. And this has been Workplace Strategies Update.